We are live with episode 679 of the That Being Said podcast with the Jarjour brothers. And I am one of the brothers, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour. We're coming at you live and direct, Sam. Uh, all right, um, let's just jump into it. This is We're talking on- Clay Thompson. Is what yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is totally, 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 totally bad news, man. I... I feel so bad right now for Clay Thompson. I think it is just devastating, bro. I don't even know how else to put it. This is the this is one of the worst news. Like yesterday should have been a high, high day for the uh, Warriors, right? Because you are getting the second pick, overall pick in the draft. You are going to, you know, you have going into a season where a lot of people think you could be taking a step back up into the upper echelon of the NBA, not saying that they won't be okay next year. But um, this is this, there's a lot of optimism going into tomorrow morning. Second pick, James Wiseman, if that was who's going to be, uh, it seemed like that's for sure. You have Andrew Wiggins, Clay, the second pick, and, of course, Steph Curry. And then you hear the news right before the draft. It put a somber note on the whole entire draft for myself. I'm sure it did for the Warriors organization as well. I mean, unless they didn't know what the full extent of it was, because there was news yesterday that there was some optimism that it could be not that bad, which we've actually seen with Kevin Durant in the past. Uh, Remember, Kevin Durant's Achilles injury was bad, but not that bad, according to Warriors doctors. And then... Obviously, it stretched a little too far in the finals and popped, right? So I think may- obviously there's something about this, the Achilles injuries that Durant and Clay both had that weren't immediate, like, okay, that's Achilles. Um, it's bad news. Yeah, and I, I think you said they're not going to be that bad. Um, I, I think obviously with Steph Curry, you're not going to be bad. And you got James Wiseman. You can trade James Wiseman for something potentially if that's what you want to do. Uh, you could trade Andrew Wiggins. You could figure it out, but they're not going to be very good, George. And I, I think they're not, they're not that, a championship team. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's not even about championship team. I just don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, I, I think you look at the West, and you need two stars. And whatever it is that Draymond is, he's not a star. He might be a star personality and a star role player, but he's not a star. If you look down the West and go down the standings, you have too many teams that have. A.D. LeBron, uh, Kawhi Paul George, even Luka Porzingis, Jamal Murray Jokic. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. You had Harden and Westbrook. There's, I, th- I feel I probably even Devin Booker, Aiton, and CP3 now. There are so many teams that have multiple guys. I don't think Steph and Draymond. Well, um, um, yeah. I don't think know? Steph and Draymond really fit the bill of being like stars. So like you said, this is a very like devastating moment for the Warriors going from having the second pick, bringing back clay, the dynasty continues. And now it feels like an end of an era in like a flip of, flip of a switch. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to go as far as to say it's an end of an era. I don't know if I, it might be. Uh, all I know is the only way that it is not an end of an era for the Golden State Warriors is if James Wiseman, who was the second pick of a draft, turns out to be a super duper star. <laughs> and that's not, and I know most people in this draft believe there was no super duper star, right? So yeah. unless James Wiseman turns out to be like, uh, 
you know, they compare him to Chris, Chris Bosh. Unless he becomes the level of Stoudemire. I've heard that one too. Amari Stoudemire, I've heard as well. Unless he becomes that sort of level, then no, yeah, it is the end of a Golden State dynasty. Otherwise, that, that doesn't happen though in your rookie years, the problem. I mean, oh, I know. I, I'm just talking about within three years, right? If Steph is okay in three years and Clay yeah, still shooter and Wiggins, maybe, Wigg, maybe Wiggins <laughs> wakes up. No, he won't wait. I mean, this is, I think this is, I don't need to hear maybe Wiggins will wake up. It's been six years. I think this is funny when you talk about Wiggins, because it's like, I think I was listening to a Ryan Russillo podcast and somebody said something about Kyrie and his maturity. And he's like, oh, it's only been a decade. We'll see when he becomes mature. Like Andrew Wiggins is obviously not going to be a star in this league. Like, let's just get over that. And number two, 18 points per game score. That's great. I mean, but that's not what the Warriors need, man. Let's uh, like I I like the idea, and we love Steph Curry, but let's just put it this way: James Wiseman is not if he even if he became a star, it's going to take three to five years, right? Yes. Number one, number two, Steph Curry is going to be thirty three in the middle of this season. Three to five years puts Steph, who is not LeBron James' body type, and even Kawhi or Giannis. 33 or so he'd be 35 36 37 years old clay thompson would be 35 years old coming off an achilles and acl there this same this team is not going to it's the end of an era but that doesn't mean you can't reverse it into a different type of era right which which might mean no yeah and that's kind of my point more than if the, yeah, reverse it. The only option is to reverse it into a different type of era, and that's if James Wiseman becomes a superstar, which you know most people don't think he's going to be because this draft, no one thinks anyone's going to be a superstar. Yeah, but when but it is the end of an era still because I mean, if the only way it would work is if you trade like a Clay Thompson next year or trade a Steph Curry and flip him into other young talent and make this new turn this into some type of new dynasty, but that's still an era being over, right? I mean, like Whoa. you can have a, you can have a good high school basketball team and then they're bad for two years. And it's a new class. It's a, it's a new era. Technically. Okay. I mean, let's be hypothetical for half a second, right? Just for half a second. If Steph Curry is 90% of Steph Curry MVP year, 90%, not a hundred and puts up that type of production, is it really an end of an era if Clay comes back next year healthy? And Clay's a shooter. Uh, if he's 90%. I'm not saying he's going to be 90%. I'm not saying I know if he's 90%, but if he's 90% of that, which he missed all last year, he has fresh legs. Steph's always the only problem with Steph's ever been is durability and being able to stay on the floor and having fresh legs. He has fresh legs. If he's 90% of what he was, is it the end of an era? One sec. I'm going to try to – I'm trying to present this question on Twitter. Is it the end of an era for the Warriors? Because um, I think it is an end of an era. I'm with yeah, you. I'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to find, like, that alternative route to extend the era. The, I, I just don't – I feel like we always – I don't, I don't think there is an alternative route. I mean, like, I feel like we always do this with every sport, every player, right? Every team. Spurs had alternative routes. Yeah, but it all stemmed from the same guys, right? And and then no, it, it, it needed... 
if Kawhi wasn't what Kawhi was in that second run, they would have never had that second run. So that's why I'm saying, could James Wiseman be that if Steph's 90% and Clay comes back next year? Could this era extend into like a one point B? Because I say, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, this whole time I've told you no. I, there's no, there's no coming back from this. First of all, Clay Thompson just tore his. ACL on one leg and his Achilles in the other leg. I mean, what what's it, what it would take a miracle recovery to at the age of he'll be 31 or 32 when he comes back to play with Steph being 34 or 35 years old and Draymond who's already kind of been on the on the decline. And it on top of all those things like they need to be perfect it'd be James Wiseman. So like for me, it's a no. I think for me, the way I'm looking at today is really purely an end of an era. And I'm looking at what's going to be Clay Thompson's next move. Because this is where I now, there was always buzz about Clay Thompson to the Lakers and Clay Thompson doing this. I, I don't think Steph's going anywhere. I, I could see the Warriors, though, moving off of Clay Thompson and trying to, bef- trying to flip him into more assets. How? Who's going to trade for a guy who just signed for a max contract that has three more years on it and, and for, for assets out of torn Achilles and torn ACL? I don't know, but I think it could be possible. I think there could be a dumb team like the Knicks that do it. I think if his workouts look good, there could be teams that are in need of a shooter that think he can, that already have the pieces and think they can compete. I think there's a chance. I, I just don't know. I the Warriors for that. I and the, they get offered anything. After, I would take it, but it's not going to happen. It off the tour. I, I maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there's someone. I'm underestimating how dumb some people could be. But off a torn Achilles and a torn ACL of a max contract with three years left on it. After I mean, two years of it are out the window. So it's three years left of a max contract. I say, just like well, you I said, there's no road. I don't think there's a road. I mean, that would technically be so two years left on it when next year starts. No, so it's five it's a contract. So yeah, next year would be three, three more years of it. Okay, I don't, I don't know the details on the exact years. It's either going to be three or two. Do we know exactly what year he signed it? He signed it after he tore his ACL. Remember, they wanted to show good faith, and they signed him after last year. He signed it last year. He even has, he'll be an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty four. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be bad news for the Warriors, my friend. Um, Clay Thompson is going to be making $43 million at age 33 in 2023. Um, now, no one's for that this year. Maybe I mean, after one no, year. No, I mean, think about I mean, he can, he'll be back at some point next year at 31 years old. Yeah, right? Maybe when he comes back and he's playing, someone will trade for him. But no one's going to trade for him like now. This was like, my point all along. I didn't say anyone's trading for him today. I'm saying that what's Clay, what's Clay Thompson's career going to be moving forward yeah. is what I was saying. So uh, I don't. I never said he was going to be traded for midseason right now. I'm saying what's. I don't think this Warriors team that we see today is the Warriors team that we're going to have for the rest of time. Is what I'm saying right. because I I just don't think. First of all, it's pretty rare to see, right? Outside of, like you said, the Spurs, have we ever seen a team make it through multiple eras like that? No, but there's only there's two things in com- two things in common between the Spurs and the Warriors. One, Steve Kerr uh, was underneath Greg Popovich, and two 
we're talking about the two most unselfish superstars in history of maybe recent basketball and Steph Curry and uh, Tim Duncan. And not unselfish as far as on the court, but like being able to relinquish being the number one guy. So I actually think this team is going to come back the way it is. I think Clay's going to come back. I don't know if they'll ever be that team that's contending for a Western Conference Finals again. But I, I do believe Clay and Steph will finish their careers together in Golden State. That's my belief, but it's not. We don't know. We don't know. Right. And that would be like eight years from now. I don't know if that's yeah. going to happen. I just don't know. I think Clay Thompson's definitely. I have a strong feeling he'll be at end of career. Not Ray Allen type. Ray Allen moved a lot, but like I have a feeling he'll be at end of a career. Like, hey, we'll pay you a little old, too much to become be a shooter on this championship team. This is where it's going to be interesting. I think first of all, we don't know what Steph is. Okay, I, I don't yeah. think we've, we haven't seen Steph in a year and a half. The West has changed a lot and the league weirdly. I feel it got really small for a couple of years and now it's gone weirdly large again. Yeah. And you Which have Western so happy about, by the way, because I've been saying for years, everyone's trying to copy the Warriors. And then the only team that's ever won a championship shooting a bunch of three pointers is the Warriors. Is the Warriors. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, the Cavs shot just as yeah, yeah, they shot a lot, but they weren't built around. Just they're built around LeBron. Yeah, they're built around LeBron. But hear me out. I'm very interested in the fact that, first of all, they drafted Wiseman for that one reason specifically, because they have to play against LeBron and AD and Jokic and Kawhi. And the teams, like, I know Kawhi's not a big, but everybody's larger than Steph Curry. Everyone. So they needed a big. Um, Now, what is, I just, I know Steph Curry had his run. If he's not a hundred percent the Steph Curry that we saw of the past, there is kind of a a weird shot of him being just like Damian Lillard. Yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I cannot disagree with that. I I don't know if it'll happen. Maybe we can go. We can talk in circles about this forever. But like in the end, um, this dynasty is looking like it's on. It's it's going to be gone. But I'm telling you, there is an alternative route that I believe could happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but today feels like, you're right, the end of an era. It feels like it. Yeah, I I think it is. Um, But we're going to find out. And I think we're seeing so many players come back from injuries and be all right. But we'll see what happens. We don't usually see people. It's like the only one we haven't seen. Well, we'll see this year if Durant and yeah. see figure out if it if it works. But we're gonna also see Achilles on one leg, torn ACL on the other leg. I I know. I mean, like I, I'm not a torn ACL expert, but oh, I'm, I'm sure he was excited to use this season as a slow way of getting his knee back into to. Sh- and then you tear an Achilles. Now he's gonna come be coming back off two two and a half years of a knee and an Achilles. And like trying to test the waters with both of them. We've seen guys with even just broken legs, like the Gordon Haywards and Paul Georges of the world, take years I do, I do, to like figure I do it out again. One thing to what you're saying, by the way, which is very important. I haven't heard anyone say it, and I'm not trying to give you know too much credit here to myself, but he's not going to be ready for the start of next season. Unless they depends on how they work the schedule. Well, they're trying they're trying to do the December start so they can go back to starting in October. That's their goal here. So if they go back to starting in October, it takes at least a year to come back from the, that. He might not come back till post All Star break, 
the year after. Yeah, I know. I, I, but when I said that, by the way, you're, you're acting like plans just work out perfectly these, these last couple of years. I'm saying <laughs> the league might not start on time next year. I know, sure, I know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying like in theory will be back next year. So he will, Yeah, but if it starts, even if it starts in December, he won't be back in December. You never know. I mean, it could take a year. I mean, it'd be, that'd be over a year. It depends if he's trying to push it or not. Yeah. I mean, which they'd be dumb to push it, right? That's but, what I think, too. They'd be dumb to push it, so I don't think they'd push but it. But you never know. What if What if we have another year like 2020, which is shitty, and the league has to get suspended mid-year, and then they're playing in the playoffs this time next year, and he's ready? You never know. That's why yeah. it's like a very weird situation. Um, I think, I don't know. I know that you're a little more optimistic than I am that there could be somewhat of an error after this, but I think they're going to always be a good team, but it strikes me a lot like the Portland Trailblazers with Damian Lillard. I really see Steph Curry kind of becoming a Damian Lillard, like MVP candidate type of deal, really good score, but it's just not getting you to the finals, especially when you have Clay Thompson out right now. And especially if Clay Thompson comes back a little slower. So it's weird. The league, he, the, Steph Curry changed the league, but now it's evolving to a mix of what it was before and what Steph Curry did. Which I so think is actually good Steph. I, I have a feeling Steph is going to put up some. I think Steph's going to lead the NBA in scoring. I mean, it's not going saying anything crazy. He will lead the NBA in scoring next season. Yeah. But still, but that, I mean, that's that's like the, the problem with that is, unfortunately, that's not the kind of guy he wants to be. No, I know, I know. It's, unfortunately, it's the guy he's going to have to be next year because, you know, Wiggins isn't going to be the guy putting up all the points or Wiseman or Draymond. <laughs> so Yeah, I guess that's the one last thing I want to talk about because, you know, unfortunately, Torres Achilles, get it, he's out. Now what do you do? Because you're not winning the championship this year. Let's just be flat out unless they traded, you know, Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins and somebody else, I don't know, and somehow got Giannis or some random star right they're not winning the championship this year do you give wiseman a year now because yesterday when they drafted wiseman there was already what do you mean by give him uh a year like let him play out the season with the warriors because there was trade talks yesterday already before they knew like the warriors could draft a player and trade him immediately for something else now you just let him go but what if he's bad but he's bad yeah, that's the tough part here. I have a feeling Wiseman is going to be absolutely spectacular and win the Rookie of the Year next year and is the best player in this draft. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't necessarily feel that way, but... That's, that's your feeling. I, yeah, I, I think Wiseman... I'm not telling you I'm not a big fan of the top two players drafted. Um, the reasons one, Anthony Edwards basically yesterday said that he doesn't like basketball and he would have yeah, played. Yeah, that's never a good sign. No. And then James Wiseman, I don't know. The whole Men- Memphis stuff and then not playing the rest of the season just gives me a sour taste in my mouth. And same thing with LaMelo Ball. Even though I think LaMelo is going to be good just because he's in Charlotte and he's going to put up points, a lot of these guys just give me a sour taste. And it's just not the same. It's really different than it was before. Go watch Wiseman interview after he got drafted. The guy said all the right things. He was crying. He looked emotional. I think this is... Except for LaMelo. Let's get into that for a second. Like, 
Is this what people want out of draft coverage? What? Like, hey, man, how are you? Hey, man, how do you feel about being drafted second overall, Sammy? I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to get drafted second oh, overall. I, I, you're supposed to be good. What? Feels good. It feels I'd good. Right? Cry. Yeah, man. Um, look, um, has anyone died in your family that we can talk okay. about for like time out? Before we get to that, that's not what I was saying. I was saying they cried about their draft, not that they were oh, crying no. about the coverage. I was like, talking about the draft coverage. I was talking about the coverage sucked. Uh, yes and no. I think if you have a good story, I want to hear your good story, actually. Uh, if you are just trying to reach to give yourself an emotional story, then don't yeah. give an emotional story. Um, which that's kind of the that's the problem with these draft coverages. I mean, like the NFL did the same thing though, basically. NFL did the world was dying. Yeah, that NFL was worse, but yeah, no, anyway. Let's get into the draft for a second here, because I did want to ask you a couple questions about it. Uh, one, uh, moving off the Warriors for a second. One, do you who do you think is like the steal of the draft? I have, to, and another question: Do you think like this one and done is kind of ruining the draft? Not, not ruining the draft, but ruining draft coverage because like a lot of people don't know who these guys are. And three is Lamelo. Did Michael Jordan solely draft Lamelo Ball so he can play Levar one on one and shut him up? Nice. Um, no, that's not what he did. Um, Are you sure? I'm sure. I, I uh, love, I love, did you hear what Lavar Lavar said? I was like, "Tell Michael Jordan we're coming." After got, getting drafted, he's like, "Yeah, of course you're coming. He drafted you. Like you have no choice. You're drafted by this team." Yeah, I think um, I think Michael Jordan respects Lavar Ball a lot. I think he loves what he did with his kids, and I think he loves this fucking just weird people, weird. I don't want to say they're not weird people, but I think you know what I mean. Um, I think he, he, LeVar Ball, like Michael Jordan respects that competitive ass spirit. You made your kids all hella good at basketball. Like, um, you know, like I, I love, I think Jordan loves that. And I think he's excited to have LaMelo Ball and have the, he knows that LeVar Ball talks and he knows that it's great for the Charlotte brand. Yeah, Michael Jordan's a smart businessman. He knows this is good for the brand. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, and I do see this comment on YouTube from Howard Duck saying, MJ would make a better coach than owner, I think is what he said. Was that a call out to Jordan? I think that is what he said. He said MJ would make a better coach than owner before the past. I don't know. I think Jordan as an owner or like all these greats, like, all right, man, just go down court, do that spin move, fade away three-pointer from the corner and swish it. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, that was kind of the old saying of what coaches are like. But now there's so many great point guards that are becoming coaches. Point guards yeah. are different, though, I feel like. Because they usually aren't the biggest guys. Like, they're they're the ones who have to not rely only on sole athleticism to be good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of dis- – I think that was – I just thought that's an, that was an old thing. I think nowadays – I think anybody, I think LeBron James would be a phenomenal coach. Basically, I, I, I think LeBron would be a great coach. Actually, <laughs> he kind of is a coach, um, but I think Lavar Ball is going to be a hoot in Charlotte um, until they get him, until they make him shut hey, up. Good, good use the word. Have you been holding that for a while? Hoot. A I hoot? love it. It's a good word. 
A hoot. Everyone uses the word hoot. A hoot. I've never heard you say the word hoot before, but yeah, because when am I going to say the word a hoot? Who's a hoot other than Lavar Ball? Podcasting, you got it. You used it perfectly. I love it. Lavar Ball is a hoot. Lamelo Ball is going to be putting up points. Um, they have an awful roster. Like they have Devonte Graham, and they're adding Lamelo Ball and PJ Washington and Malik Monk. Like the roster makes absolute no sense. So it's going to be fun. Um, that's an exciting thing about it. Um, I do think LaMelo is one of the steals of the draft uh, because I think if he went to certain places, he wouldn't be a steal. Okay. Like I, I, I think if he went to Minnesota with D'Lo and Cat, I think it would have been a disaster. I would have loved um, I think, I think if he went to the Warriors, it'd be a disaster. I think if he went to random teams, it'd be a disaster. I think putting him in Charlotte, kind of out in the middle of North Carolina, in the middle of nowhere, with Michael Jordan under his guidance, with a team where he's allowed to kind of just be him and be the flashy guy that he is, but also just maybe having Michael Jordan there makes him listen and they, you know, they have a decent coach according to everybody and they're on the right direction. LaMelo might be the steal. And then I love Obi Toppin to New York because they got a New York kid going to New York. He's had those years. I think it's it's finally kind of just a good move by the Knicks rather than trying to be fancy and flashy. Yeah, and they wanted him. I mean, there's all these reports in the draft. They were hoping he fell to him, which was great. I yeah. like Danny Avajade going to Washington, not because I know anything about the player, but because, because he's Israeli. What well, he's Israeli, yeah. But any any and he learned English of listening to Drake and playing Call of Duty. He said, but the reason I like that pick is anytime a guy was a MVP of a league in Europe, which in Israel isn't, it's not really Europe. It's more in the Middle East, but you're playing against adults and you're the MVP of a league, which means I like, you're pretty tough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not I mean, you know, give the obvious comparison was Luca here. Luka, yeah. But, Luka, but. Yeah. But you know, my point is I think he's not scared of competition, which makes me happy. So that's my steal of the draft. And I actually think LaMelo ball, like you said, going third is a steal. Because it's Charlotte. If he went first or second, it wouldn't be like I think he fell into a great spot. I, I totally it would have been bad if he like tried to like take shots from Steph Curry or if he was trying to take shots from D and uh <laughs> from D and um what's his Cat. face and Cat. Like that just wouldn't have worked out perfect. Um there are obviously there was like the surprising ones like Patrick Williams. Um I think everyone at that moment was kind of just like who? Or what's yeah. going on here? I who uh, likes Diana Taurasi around, right? Huh? Is he the one who likes Diana Taurasi? This is his favorite Big player? Diana Taurasi fan. Um, he didn't start a game in college. Uh, he's a sixth man of the year in the ACC. So it's kind of a weird, you know, like, it's just it was just weird. It, it was not expected at all. Um, so I think the draft kind of was just – it's just very interesting because you go through the list and there's no like amazing moments where you're like, that really makes sense. Even the top three picks, top eight, whatever you want to get to. I do want to mention one thing, and I think it was a genius, another uh, great pick by this organization. They got the most athletic guy in the draft, maybe. RJ Hampton going to Denver? Yeah. I think was, that's a perfect fit for, for him and that. Uh, I, I have my like draft uh, winners and losers. It's not done yet. I was going to be finishing it today. And I think my number one winner after Charlotte 
was the Denver Nuggets. And I said, he's the Michael Porter Jr. of this draft. I tweeted that out. I, I totally he, agree. Michael I love, I love Porter Jr. was injury reason and playing at Missouri and all these little things. RJ Hamptons was not playing in college, kind of doing a different route. Now, he did the same shit LaMelo did, but LaMelo's LaMelo Ball, and he has that bigger name. RJ Hampton did the right, like, I feel like he actually did it right. He did a good career move for himself and did whatever was good for him, and he got, like, an internship, wasn't it, at, like, New Balance for a year before that, and he, like, you know, did it his own way. I think they're literally getting the Michael Porter Jr. out of this draft. Now, the problem in Denver, George, is like we saw with Michael Porter Jr., is these guys have trouble getting playing time. Yeah, but that's fine because that's how you develop. Yes, but it could also be a lack of development if you're really ready. Did you see uh, his uh, his dad throw the Milwaukee Bucks hat and see how fuck? Yeah, but that's why did he yell? I was that because he's mad about the Bucks or he's mad they got traded? You get mad. I think he's mad that he was drafted by the Bucks and then going to Milwaukee, but then he didn't realize that he wasn't even going there. I, I, I honestly <laughs> think he they were just like confused. To be honest, yeah. I had not one person that was pissed off about where they're drafted. It's the NBA draft. I know. But, you know, I, I was kind of confused, too, because I was like, wait, he's on Milwaukee? But I thought he was on the Pelicans for a few minutes, which I kind of liked, and now I know he's on the Nuggets. ESPN made a fatal flaw that they do this every year. It's not just the ESPN thing. It's the NBA draft. They will keep the picks as the team that originally had the pick. Yeah, so I know. I know. Like, like the Lakers drafted Isaiah Stewart. No, Lakers drafted Jaden McDaniels from Washington. But like that pick hasn't been the Lakers for like months on end. Thank you for breaking that news to me. So did, where, did, where I actually thought Jaden McDaniels was on the Lakers. Yeah, are you being serious? Or I can't tell. Yeah, I'm hundred percent serious. It's like oh, Jaden McDaniels is on the seventy. Okay, C. Lakers picked Jaden McDaniels in draft to complete OKC trade. It was part of the OKC trade with Janice Schroeder. So okay, I don't. Yeah. So like the Lakers. Technically, to complete the trade, the Lakers have to make the pick for OKC, but they have to listen to what OKC wants. But for me, ESPN just put OKC's logo there so people aren't confused. Because like I, I didn't know until I looked it up. That I didn't did know trading on the podcast. Huh? I didn't know until you just told me right now. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't leave people in these spots where they don't know who people are going to. It happened like four or five times. There's probably four or five players that you saw yesterday that you thought like, oh, they're going there. They weren't actually going there. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some. Do you want to get into some NFL before we uh before we get into some tweets and some bets today? Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna actually like, you know. We this is a natural podcast here for a second. I, I I'm gonna let you do some talking. Uh, is, it, here. is it natural? Is it natural if we say it's natural? It, it's can. I don't know. It's a good question, actually. And we'll let the users uh, decide that. And you can talk you about. Like, it. I, can, I I am not socially awkward. If you said that in a circle of people, what would that make you feel? Would would people think you are socially awkward? <laughs> I think that would be awkward. Yeah. But you know what's awkward? I have to really take a piss, and then I'm going to do it in the middle of this podcast while you talk. So, I because if not, I'm going to be thinking about it the whole podcast. That's fair. You know what I'm going to do in the meantime, then George, I'm going to finish off my news about Clay Thompson um, and make my little video right here. Sounds great. So, while George takes a quick break, I want to finish talking about Clay Thompson and why I think this is the end of 
the Warriors dynasty. And then we're going to get into the NFL weekend. So stay tuned with us and stay with us if you want to hear some NFL talk um, for this upcoming week 11. We might talk a little Seahawks for tonight um, and get into some bets that we have for the weekend. And we'll get in onto our tweets. We got some things coming about about the Fresh Prince reunion, some uh, different TV shows. It's really good stuff. Meantime, Clay Thompson tears Achilles. I think this is the end of the Warriors dynasty. Um, we do not. I think for a while, and now I'm going to start realizing is that we took the Warriors for granted. The Warriors were a quick, a quick dent in what the reality of the NBA was long term. You have a Warriors team that came out and made shooting threes more important than shooting twos. And I know some people might look back and say that was the Phoenix Suns early on or the Rockets did it too. But the Warriors are what made shooting threes more valuable than shooting twos. And we thought the league was changing. We thought it was going to change for this. It was going to change because of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and the Splash Brothers. But it didn't. Um, the league actually just couldn't control them. But once they became under control via injuries, unfortunately – now the league has kind of shifted back. You saw the Lakers playing bully ball this year with Anthony Davis and LeBron. You saw you see Kawhi and Paul George and a lot of mid-range game. Jimmy Butler and the Heat was all, a lot of mid-range game. Of course, you have Duncan Robinson, you have Tyler Hero, but it's a lot of mid-range. Jimmy Butler is not a good three-point shooter. So I think we're going to take the Warriors for granted. I think we took them for granted, especially somebody like me. Klay Thompson and Steph Curry literally made the NBA – Basically, they put a dent in the car for a couple years, and everyone thought that that's the car's going to stay that way, but it didn't. And um, and we took them for granted, and now we're realizing that wow, what we watch will probably—I'll say probably because you never know—we'll probably never see again. I don't think we'll ever see the two best shooters of all time on the same team again, and it makes me wish I kind of appreciated them a little more. Um, and it makes me think what's the next big thing, right? What's the next team to do something that we're like, oh my God, we've never seen this before. And I don't know if there is. I think we've seen two big men together. We've seen what a big, a guard and a big. We've seen two wings together. I think Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were kind of the last new version of things that we hadn't seen before, which was two guys that literally just shoot threes and nothing else. I've listened to everything you said on your video, and there's only one thing I really want to highlight there. And I think was, and I think it's very important is you took it for granted, bro. I was trying to tell you while you're watching it. I tried to. Nah, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. But I think a lot of people it's took it for though. granted. Yeah, of course they did. You know, and I, I mean, think with everything, we take LeBron for granted, we took Kobe for granted. We took Jordan for everyone always wants to nitpick the new hot thing or the new dynasty. It's like, enjoy it. And that's kind of my thing with this Warriors dynasty the whole time. I was like, man, we got to enjoy this while it lasts because all good things come to an end and usually sooner than we expect, unless it's LeBron James yeah. or Tom Brady. <laughs> Basically that, and that's George, to be honest with you, uh, this is where I kept trying to, I keep trying to like, tell you when you're like oh well we'll see Steph come back and then maybe Clay in two years and James Wiseman what we're seeing from LeBron and Tom Brady unfortunately as much as it's rare and it, it it'd be there's a way higher chance that we don't see this Warriors team ever make a finals again rather than seeing them make a finals I again. completely and utterly agree with you unfortunately 
But I'm trying to be optimistic because you know how much I love watching Steph. And we're going to watch Steph. But it's not the same, right? It's not the splash. They call them the splash brothers. Yeah, and unfortunately, man, we've seen these Warriors teams without their full, whatever, full powers. And yeah. every time it's not been the same. It's not the same if Clay gets hurt, if Steph gets hurt, or unless even when KD Andrew, left. Unless Andrew Wiggins is transformed into uh, the best, the top five three-point shooters of all time, and James Wiseman is Chris Bosh, then uh, this is over th- this year. Yeah, which I'll, uh, I'll give you your answer already. It's over. <laughs> um, I'm going to read one comment, and then let's get a uh, let's uh, let's get to some NFL really quick and some bets, and we'll get in some of our some of our tweets today. We got a lot of good ones. I have a really good one. Yeah. Says I have never been a fan of the three point shot on the break, and I have been in love with the mid range shot and inside the pace. However, I loved the Splash Brothers. I don't think we'll ever see the best three point shooters as good as Curry and Clay, and I enjoyed them smashing everyone with limitless range. I'm out. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, Howard Duck. Howard Duck, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't like the game that the Warriors played, but they made you like the game that they played. Exactly. Even you probably don't want to see it again because. We've seen it again with like James Harden trying to do it, and it's not the same. So it's not good basketball, and you don't, you probably don't want to see it again. So it's kind of like a thanks for no. doing it, Warriors, but let's thanks. not see it again. Yeah, but I'm not going to pour any. Sh- I'm not pouring one out for the Warriors, man. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to hold all hope that Steph does it this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let's talk some NFL. Yeah, let's talk some NFL, bro. Um, I think your ultimate question here that, that, if I'm not mistaken, was what is wrong with the afternoon slate? Well, two things here. One, the Raiders and Chiefs game is on the verge of maybe possibly being one of those COVID cancellations in that Sunday night football. And I don't think it's going to be canceled, but it, it has an opportunity to. And the NFL slate, man, like, I don't know if they have, like, maybe they need a hire, like, a specialist called check out our NFL afternoon slate and tell us if this is a good idea to have only these games on in the afternoon. Have you seen the schedule? Uh, a little bit, but not, not like, completely. And to be completely honest with you, Sammy, it's not just afternoon slate. It's the whole entire schedule. Here are the afternoon games. Dolphins at Broncos, Jets, Chargers. I guess Packers and Colts is good, and Cowboys and Vikings. The morning slate, all we have is Eagle Browns, Falcons, Saints, Bengals, Washington football team, Lions, Panthers, Steelers, Jaguars, Titans, Ravens, Patriots, Texans. I stand corrected. The whole slate is shit until Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Did you not name any interesting games there? Packers Colts. That's a good game. That's in the afternoon. Anything else that's pretty good? Titans Ravens is interesting. I'm gonna be honest here. So I can watch uh, Jameis Winston. Let me let me be honest here with you. First of all, yeah, Cardinal Seahawks is a great Thursday night football game. The primetime games this week are amazing. All three of them. No, just let me get to the schedule. Hold on. Browns Eagles is a good game in the morning. Don't care what anyone says. That's obviously a good game. I mean, it's Browns are six and three. Eagles are in first in the division. Everyone loves watching Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield collapse or be good. There's two sides of, for both of them. Both okay. of them. 
either here. there's a diehard side or a fuck them side. So let's, let's play. Let's play a game here. Yes, I would take Baker Mayfield. No, that's not the game. No. It's called. All right, we're gonna go through the matchup. Give me five words about the matchup. Just fun. Okay, this is hard to do uh, on the I go. Know. I thought it'd be uh, funny. I'm not gonna do five words. Like, how about a statement so we don't have to a overthink statement. this? Okay, I like a statement. Eagles Browns. Baker is better than Carson, and we'll All see right. that Ooh. this week. Okay, My, mine is Carson Wentz. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Hence, Baker might be better than him this week. <laughs> um, you have the Falcons and Saints. Go ahead. I'm not even going to say anything because I'm going to agree. Let Jameis cook. Yeah, fuck it. Honestly, this Falcons defense sucks. They should just let Jameis go all out and get some confidence rolling. Uh, Bengals versus Washington. Huh. Uh, this game sucks. <laughs> no Burrow. If no Burrow, I don't know. This game just sucks ass. Is, is Joe Burrow not playing? No, he's playing. I was just going to say, like, no Burrow, uh, no problem, or I don't know. Speaking of that game, I know I, I, if Alex Smith, Alex Smith's the starter. Yeah. Tells you game. a lot about uh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, yeah. Because Alex Smith has not been good. Panthers, Lions. Did you see uh, Matt Stafford's wife? No. What a, is she mad at someone again? Uh, Kelly Stafford. Oh, well, she mad at people usually. I know she was mad a couple weeks ago on Twitter that like people thought that her husband had COVID. And she's like, no, she doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, she called uh, Michigan a dictatorship this morning. If you want to see. Oh, I totally respect that because like these nanny states don't need to be nannying everyone. Here it is. You want to hear it or what? Hear it or see it on Twitter. I mean, I'm a, I'm a play it. Ah. Okay. Check it out. I'm so over it. I'm over living in a dictatorship that we call Michigan. I understand there's a pandemic and I understand it's very scary. I'm scared of it too. If you are at risk, do not leave your house until there's a vaccine. But shutting down all these small businesses, things that people have worked their life for, Shutting them down again is not the answer. Okay. Because they will not- absolutely but, right. And by the way, she did. Okay, she's she did. right. But but hold on. <laughs> the reason it's trending on Twitter is because she she said, I'm tired of living in this dictatorship. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's going a little bit far. But she's a cancer survivor, so she is at high risk. And she might not be even leaving the house that much. But I, I think she's she not. said, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. That doesn't mean break with small business owners, which is the right thing to do. That's all. I just thought it was funny. It was trending because she really could have, it could have been like a good, meaningful video as a cancer survivor, but it's trending on Twitter because she said she started with, I'm tired of living in this dictatorship of Michigan. <laughs> and of course, everyone's like, Have you ever lived in a dictatorship? Yeah. There's, uh, there, I mean, coming from a country that has a dictatorship that I didn't live in because I left when I was a little kid, but hearing my parents talk about it, I'll tell you, I don't think Michigan's a dictatorship. No, but poor small businesses. Yeah. Um, Steelers, Jaguars. Ooh. Jake Luton time. Jake Luton time. Um, Yeah. Uh, 
Steelers will go 10 and 0. That's my saying. I love it. Titans Ravens. Lamar rebounds. Or no, revenge game for Ravens. There we go. Revenge game for Ravens. Yeah. Uh yeah, this Titans defense sucks. So if Lamar Jackson doesn't play good, we really got we really got to start talking. I agree. Uh Texans Patriots. Ooh. Wham bam cam. I'm gonna have another good game. I like it. That's good. I'm going with the same thing. But you know what? Actually, the Patriots are what, three and five, four and five now? Four and five. And the Texans suck. So I mean the Patriots have a chance to get to five hundred. I still think they play the Jets again. Um Patriots have a chance to get back into this playoff race. They really do. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, I just saw this comment from YouTube that said for Boston, Curry to Boston or Dre to Boston. I have no idea where that context came from, but I just I thought <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins, one. Broncos. Uh, Tua is amazing. Tua is amazing, and Drew Locke fucking sucks. And I think Drew I was Locke. right. Yeah, you're right about that. By the way, he's. He's not. He he's he's no good. <laughs> he's. Can you agree with me now that he might not be the future for the Broncos? <laughs> they're a bad, they're a <laughs> he had one game-winning drive in George. If you weren't on this show, yeah, Drew Lock had one game-winning drive, and I was like, yeah, but he's not the future for the Broncos. George's like, you think after that game-winning drive against the two and seven Chargers? Anyway, they think the, he's not the future. You know the Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins have a ch- still play the Bills, man. They got a chance at this division. They're going to beat the Broncos. That had nothing to do with True Lock. Jets, Chargers. Wow, that's it. That if the Chargers lose this, Anthony Lynn is fired. That's my statement. Jets' first win of the season is coming Sunday. So, are you are you going to add on that Anthony Lynn's fired or no? Yes. <laughs> that team is two and seven. That and they could be seven and two. If they lose to the Jets, my no, God. No, they'll win the game. I'm betting on the Jets plus nine and a half. Packers, Colts. Ooh. Send Phillip packing. Okay, mine was going to be the last time. Oh, Rivers versus Rodgers. Yeah, like anyone gives a shit about that matchup. Uh, Vikings, Cowboys. I told there's you a lot man. of questionable. There's a lot of like fucking. The games are good, but they're like not good. I know what you mean. Dalvin Cook, Cook's getting wild. Uh, I'm back, Kirk. He won a Monday night game, George. Yeah, you um, know, man. There, uh, as I told you, they're my team to watch out for. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, I was saying this team can make a run for the playoffs. This would be four straight wins. I think they started one and five, right? They're four and five now. Yep, uh, yeah. four and five. Yeah, they'll be five and five after Sunday. Exciting. They're gonna be. Getting, they're, they're they're getting there. Um, Chiefs Raiders Sunday Night Football. The biggest bullshit story of the year was Andy Reid is offended that the Raiders did a victory lap around the stadium. It's quite the long statement, George. 
<laughs> like, no, but my statement for this game is let me tell you, <laughs> it's such bullshit. Andy Reid is not offended, he's just trying to find anything to motivate his locker room. But, like, he's not offended. Do you think Andy Reid really gives a fuck that the Raiders took the team bus after they beat the Chiefs and went one time around the stadium with a victory lap? No, uh, also, my statement is Raiders win and uh, Raiders win. Chiefs still win division. Okay. But I, I, I kind of like this Raiders team. Me too. They're kind of boring, but kind of good. Uh, Rams, Buccaneers, we'll save for Sunday night after our podcast. Yeah, that's a good game, though. That's Georgia's statement. That's a good game, though. <laughs> uh, Washington football team might actually keep its name. Yeah, I actually like it, to be honest. Me with too. You. The Washington football team. Love it. I'm actually a big fan of it. Reminds me of colleges. Like nobody a lot of people don't call. I don't call I don't I'm not like gonna watch the Crimson Tide game. Alabama football. Yeah, I agree. Um we're gonna get into our tweets of the day next, guys. But first, we're gonna give you some bets. And to use those bets, you can go to betus.com and use promo code the sports on tap. So that's bet us, bet e b e. TUS.com, pretty easy. And use the promo code The Sports on Tap, all one word. And if you're wondering what the Sports on Tap is, that's our network. So the Sports on Tap.com or at the Sports on Tap on all platforms. So use The Sports on Tap for 125% bonus, aka 100 bucks gets you $125 in free play cash. And George would usually ask me, what about? $364. Well, I just got a breaking news alert that Dwayne Dedman got was traded. Atlanta trades Dwayne Dedman to the Pistons. And I was like kind of thinking in my head, how the fuck is that breaking news? Like Dwayne Dedman. Cool. George George was uh um George is like looking at his phone like who the fuck is Dwayne Dedman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dedman, cool dude. Dwayne Denton saw that tweet and was like, who? <laughs> like, oh, I actually am tweet worthy. Yeah, that's uh this is where Shams and Woj do a little too much. Like, don't even tweet it, please. Uh, by the way, it's kind of bullshit. Like, if I was ESPN who works with Woj, right? Like, I'd be like, don't tweet out the fucking pics until Adam Silver says what they are. We're trying to get people to watch our broadcast, dude. Yeah, but it's all about like notoriety. I know for him, but like ESPN also it's not just to- for him. It's important if he has it over Shams, who is on Yahoo Stadium. Yeah. That's the problem. Also true, yeah. It's a competition. It's stupid though. I don't want to see the damn picks before they come in. I have to I know. I, on my my, I, actually, I actually put my phone upside down. Um so did I. But then eventually once pick five is out, I didn't give a shit. I was just prepping tweets. Um, like I said, go to bedass.com, use promo code the sports on tap, all one word for your bonus george what's up man let's because i want to get to our tweets i'm pretty excited to get some tweets here too let's start with our bets of the day okay so how we do this guys uh we each have a bet of the day every podcast i won in september four to four i was four and two george was three and three in october george won he was six and two i was two and six bad month and in november we are both one and two I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks minus three tonight at Arizona or no at home against Arizona at Lumen Lumen Field, Lumen Field, not CenturyLink, Lumen Field. Um, and the reason I'm going with the Seahawks is 
I feel like this is Kyler Murray's first big, big, big I'm MVP type of game in on national television. Um, I think Russell Wilson knows that, and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. That's why I'm betting. And they're playing really bad. And they're going to have a good game. Hot take here today is Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Basically. Love it. I agree. <laughs> minus three. Um, I'm taking Tulane minus six versus Tulsa. Yeah. I really like I really like the uh, offensive line of Tulsa. And I think <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about things people care about. All right. Uh, I'm gonna just quickly give you my five bets, George. Uh, right. I'm currently 25, 21, and four. I'm clinging on. There's no way that's accurate. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm clinging on to my 500. Uh, I started off the year extremely hot, but I've been, I've been holding on. It's fine. Four games, about 500. A lot of ties. I'm going. We can each do one if you want. Yeah, let's just Back do it like we did last week. Who's your first bet? My first bet's Cleveland minus three, and I know Mine's Philly plus three. It's finally yeah. here, Sammy. Carson versus Baker. George versus Sammy. Good versus evil. I'm kidding. Every, I think there's been like four or five different weeks where we've gone opposites. On no, 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 no. One specifically, because I continually bet on Carson Wentz. You continuously bet on Baker Mayfield. One of them is going to prevail. Whoever does, more power to them. I've been doing okay with with my Baker bets, though. I have I had them against Indianapolis. That's a win. Loss against Pittsburgh. A tie against Cincinnati. A loss against Oakland. Uh, I don't in front of me but i know i lost last week. a tie against houston i am one one and two betting on the browns this year well actually one the one thing i was gonna do is not bet this game but then i noticed it was against baker and i was like you know i mean sammy baker versus carson we got i gotta do it yeah yeah and cleveland's cleveland's um regardless of the quarterbacks let's just be honest cleveland's a better football team so it's gonna be very interesting to see who wins this um i'm going new orleans minus four and a half against Atlanta. All right. I'm going with the same bet as you there. We've got to let James cook. This is James Winston playing for his career this next three weeks. As Do, you my hot take? Do you want my hot take? I have the same one as you, but go ahead. He's, he's, he's better for the Saints if they let him play than Drew Brees. I, agree. I know okay. everyone's going to be like, Drew Brees. Okay. Drew Brees has not been that good. If Sean Payton, there's a huge if Sean Payton can get Jameis to be the guy that doesn't make too many mistakes, mm-hmm. he's a better option for the New Orleans Saints. Moving Did forward. you see the video in my NFL? Like, we don't have to make this quick, man. Let's just talk. Did you see my video in the uh, NFL quarterback power rankings of Jameis Winston? No. You got to pull it up right now. Just tell me what it is. I'll tell you. He's dancing in the locker room after the win last week. George, I've been, I tweeted that like on all of our accounts this week. Oh, the one where and he's eating the W while dancing? Yeah, everyone's seen eating the W dance. Oh that was after God. their win when he ate the W on live TV and then he did it again the next yeah, week. Yeah, he's going to be eating W's for – it's going to be a – it's the next hot thing. All the kids are going to be doing it. It's not the next hot thing. I got Minnesota minus seven uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the reason I took that is because I think the Dallas Cowboys absolutely stink. Mm-hmm. Um, 
doesn't matter who their quarterback is. I think they don't like their coach. I don't think they trust each other. I don't think that they're playing to win football. Um, and Minnesota knows that they can kind of sneak into the playoff picture here. So I th- I'm taking Minnesota minus seven, even though it's a high number. Cool. I'm taking the Jets plus nine and a half versus the Chargers. I Ooh. just don't think the Chargers are well coached enough to beat any team by double digits. Yeah, I, I feel like the Chargers are going to easily win this game, but by easily, it's going to end up being like a six-point game that they might blow at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't think they're well close enough to, to win by double digits. Yeah, it's it's impossible for them. Uh, Green Bay plus one and a half against the Colts for me. Uh, I'm with you on that bet. Same bet. Because fuck, man, they're just they're that Green Bay should be favored. That, that, that's as simple as that. The last time we saw the Colts was on national TV. They looked really good. Everyone's going to be like, oh, the Colts are so good. And they're so good, man. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Dink and Dunk. Nah, Aaron Rodgers goes in there. Good weather. Puts him to sleep. Yeah, especially uh, against a awful, awful Titans defense is when Phillip Rivers looked good and everyone got excited. Exactly. Uh, last but not least, I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two at Houston. Um, I think Cam Newton's about to tear it up. I think he kind of had a nice, decent game the other week, and and I think beating a team like the Ravens is a good confidence boost. And I think the Houston Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. So I think uh, I'm going with Cam Newton and Bill Belichick, and I think just Bill Belichick's been getting too much slander on his name, like just because they haven't been winning at the same clip that they usually do. So I'm I'm taking them. I think I'm going to roll with them this week. I've really been hesitant to bet Cam Newton or the Patriots, but I, agree. I was like, why not today? Okay, love it. Agreed. Uh, my last bet is the Ravens minus five versus the Titans. The Titans' defense is horrible. Last time we saw Lamar was on national TV. He looked really bad. That's my favorite bets to do is when someone looks really bad and on he national looked, TV. He's always looked bad against extremely high-level teams or coaches, right? Yeah. And Bill Belichick's like the exception with coaches. As good as I think Mike Vrabel is as a coach, he's not like elite, elite, and right. Titans defense isn't very good. I like this bet. Um, now, the revenge he, game. I like revenge games because they last year in the playoffs, they, yeah. they, and I think it's almost like a must win for the Ravens, too. Yeah, and I was going to say, if they don't win this or if Lamar Jackson plays bad again, we're really going to have some serious question marks. Exactly. I mean, we've, yeah. we've seen. MVP caliber players, young, kind of. I mean, Carson Wentz was one of those that kind of just ended up not being as good as we thought for that year. Now that could change, of course. Don't get me wrong. But we, the last, you know, five, six years, we had like a Derek Carr almost wins MVP year. We had a um, Dak Prescott MVP talk year. We had Carson Wentz MVP talk year. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes worked out. And like, it looks like, you know, Kyler Murray's going to work out who's having the MVP talk this year. But sometimes you have that MVP year and then you're not quite as good as you ever were that one year. Cam Newton did it too. Same thing. I mean, there's a lot I, of them. It could happen. I made a comparison on uh, on Twitter the other day. I have a feeling, and it could happen. I'm not saying it will, but is it quite possible that Lamar Jackson just call him Kaepernick? He comes into the league, does really well for two, three years, and he has Greg Norman. And he has a Harbaugh brother as well, and then he gets benched for Blaine Gabbert. Possible. Not for Blaine Gabbert. Right. I just saw a tweet about uh, this story about Russell Wilson teaching DK Metcalf how to swim. That's cool. It's a whole story. Come on, that's pretty cool. They're grown-ass adults. <laughs> uh, 
All right, George. How is someone as athletic as DK Metcalf not know how to swim? Like, I feel like he could do anything in the world. Swimming's kind of hard. I'm a horrible swimmer. That has nothing to do with athleticism. It's finesse. He might not have any finesse. He's a power. He's a power guy. Uh, BetUs.com. Use the promo code TheSportsOnTap. All one word, one big word, TheSportsOnTap. George, let's get into these tweets. All right. Uh, Because it's tweet time. But the tweets of a day, remember, my first set of tweets are two tweets. You have to watch one and then talk about the other. So you're telling me it's complicated. No. One's a video, and the other one is commentary that I want to talk about. Oh, do we have to watch this video? Yes. This is going to give me a headache. I got to set the audio then. Just give me a second. Uh, I apologize to those that have to hear this. I, I did watch this video. You remember it? Barbaric. We are not the Huns. Right now, Quiznos world famous Italian sub is only two ninety nine. It's very fantastic. Quiznos. Toast. So what the hell just happened there? So that's an old Quiznos commercial. I don't know if you remember it. I do. Yeah, but was that real? Yeah, it's a real commercial. You kidding me? That was a real commercial. It's like the greatest commercial of all time. Hmm. And second of all, a sub for two ninety nine is unbelievable. Like we don't get that much anymore. And last I mean, but yeah, not, I was going to say they're obviously not two ninety nine anymore. No, they are not. Not not in this not in this financial climate. No. Um, and then the tweet after basically says, if you click on that one. Well, it doesn't basically say it. Well, I was. It says, I'm glad Quiznos is trending. We can finally admit they are 10 times better than Subway, and you all know it. Sammy, here's the debate. What is better, Subway or Quiznos? I mean, I think you know my answer. I don't. You got to go with Subway. Eat fresh. Oh, that's, that's totally wrong. Listen, this is pretty simple. People act like you, you'd want to go to Quiznos for a high-quality sandwich, right? I no. Do. There's much better places for high-quality sandwiches, as in Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, other establishments for high-quality sandwiches. Now uh, – Okay. Those are better. Now, than- yes. So I'm not going to go to a medium-quality standard if I'm looking for you know certain quality. Now, if I want something quick and sloppy, I go to Subway. I never find that in between. There's different levels in life. So it's like telling me that Ruth Chris is better than McDonald's. Like for some people, if you're looking for a quick bite, McDonald's is your choice. I like Subway because it's quick. I like the taste. You always get what you ask for at every Subway. It's the same taste. And if I was going for a higher quality sub, I'm not going to go to Quiznos. I'm picking Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's. See, I'm totally disagreeing with you here. I definitely think Quiznos is better than Subway. I think Quiznos is fantastic. And Quiznos, Sammy, has a broccoli cheddar soup that is just fantastic. Yeah, I knew you were going to get to the soup. I knew you were going to say the soup. But what the hell does the soup have to do with sandwiches? 
I'm not talking about Subway. It said Quiznos or Subway. I didn't ask you about which sandwich is better. I asked you, would you rather go to Quiznos or would you rather eat at Subway? Simple, easy answer. Only one correct answer here. Quiznos, you get a good toasted sub, toasted. And then you add a next, nice soup next to it. And, and then you have a great day. You always have a great day when you go to Quiznos. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't know what makes it makes you believe that you always have a great day if you go to Quiznos. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to go with it's. Uh, I think the answer is obviously Subway. Now, let's get on to some of these other tweets here because uh, I didn't mean to bring that one up. All right, let's do this. The answer is Subway. And we have no, I don't want to get into this one yet. I'm getting into my tweet. Right. Which two, George? Now, I saw this tweet. This was kind of trending today. Yeah. Two of these shows got to go permanently. We had SpongeBob, The Simpsons, Family Guy, and Rick and Morty. Okay? Now, I have a feeling you're like me that Rick and Morty is a show that you have not watched. I don't even know what Rick and Morty is, so goodbye, Rick and Morty. Well, two of these must go, first of all. Secondly, a lot of people on the internet, I went through a lot of these replies. Rick and Morty was one of them staying. Uh, people love Rick and Morty. Um, and I was thinking, fuck, I've never even seen Rick and Morty. For me... Yeah, maybe, maybe I should watch Rick and Morty once, but I haven't seen it. So, If I had to eliminate two of these, to be honest with you, I'm eliminating The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. I think Family Guy's elite, and I think SpongeBob's actually an elite show as well. See, I rather watch. See, I kind of agree with you here, only for one reason. I want two different types of shows, right? So, Family Guy, Simpsons are very similar. SpongeBob is very different. So, sometimes if I'm going to eliminate two shows, I have to kind of, you know, keep some similarity. I rather watch Family Guy over Simpsons, and SpongeBob gives me a different show than if I am actually watching Simpsons, right? Like it's a different type of show. So I, I want I want some variety in my life. So I'd go with Family Guy, SpongeBob are the ones I'm keeping. Simpsons and Rick and Morty, goodbye. But it's very tough for me because I do love the Simpsons more than I love SpongeBob, but I just want some variety. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about elite shows, I think you'd have to go Simpsons number one. Mm -hmm. If we're just talking about like elite shows, it yeah. may be SpongeBob number two, to yeah. be honest with you. But um, I just like th those are my shows. I was just never as big. It's like saying the friends versus the office, right? I'm a big office fan, but a lot friends was like the bigger, I feel like long-term show. I just didn't like it as much. I'm just an yeah, office guy. It is what it is, George. Um, today in sports. Yeah. Uh, today was the malice in the palace. Sammy, and I just wanted to mention that the malice at the palace. And I wanted to mention that, Crazy moment. I would love to what I would wonder what would happen. I know there was internet back then. If it happened today with Twitter, I think Twitter would just explode. I literally, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, it would have been a different I don't and I think these players would have been suspended even longer. Like might have been got the whole year, but I think more people would have got the whole thing. I think more people would have got the year. Some would have been like banned from the league, especially Sorry for this PC soft world that'd be like, oh my God, they hit a fan. Like, oh, well, you know, 
a beer spilt on a woman and a beer spilt on this guy and a beer. Oh, this guy nicked this thing and he actually hit two people, not one. It would have just been way more dissected. And I feel like there would have been arrests because like, I feel like people online wouldn't have rested until there was an arrest by somebody. I agree. Like it would have been trending arrest run our test. Yeah. It's so ironic. Like that one? I thought yeah, you would like that one more. Hashtag a restaurant our test or a rest our test. Oh, uh, that's pretty good actually. And then on the bottom kind of the tweet I want to say, years later I'd be introduced to the irony for the first time when Ron Artest changed his name to Meadow World Peace. Yeah, for those youngins out there that maybe weren't I mean, I was pretty young during this too. This was 16 years ago. But for those youngins out there that are like Meadow World Peace, cool, that's funny. You changed his name. Like if you weren't really watching basketball at this time, when you see this for the first time, you're like, wait. That's Meta World Peace. <laughs> it's like uh, th- that guy. It is interesting. Um, George. Yeah. I-, I feel like I should watch it because the Fresh Prince reunion trailer had everyone in their fields. It's on HBO Max. I did not even know there was a Fresh Prince reunion. Yeah. Uh, they came back together for like a docu or like a sh- one. I think it was like a one episode show thing uh, on Obviously, uh, Uncle Phil's not on the show. R.I.P. Passed away, I think, last year, the year before. Um, Mm -hmm. It took a lot. They brought back Aunt Vivian, the original. Remember, there was two of them? Oh, yeah. I like the the original better, personally. Yeah, the original, she... She like came back and they talked about their disputes. Like, Will Smith called her difficult, basically during that time. So she got fired and they had to replace her. Um, but they like all came back together in this reunion and like chatted out and even jazz is in it. It kind of just, it's crazy to see though, because like you see how, except for Will Smith, everybody looks so much older. Will Smith looks like he aged like maybe like a year or two. Exactly. Somehow. But yeah, money, money does things to you, but I got to check out the Fresh Prince reunion. Yeah, I'm going to definitely check that out here on on my free time. Yeah, maybe this weekend if I'm free. So I was like, this is pretty cool. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas tree has arrived at Rockefeller Center in New York City. The left pick is how it looked when it was cut down. The right pick is how it has arrived. For those who haven't seen it, Google it. It's a freaking mess. Welcome to 2020. I'm confused. So that's what happened to it. They kind of messed it up and broke it, and it, it, was, it was a disaster. Yeah, I'm going to start with this first comment. Um, wait, I always assume they got the tree from farms, but you're telling me they just cut the tree out of a person's suburban yard? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, like, where did, did they just, who did the mayor drive around, like knock on this door and was like, yo, we need that tree? <laughs> yo, good tree, dude. Yeah, hey, this is the mayor of New York. I need your tree. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the process behind it. But I'll try to. I'll try to do some research on it next time. They always do. I read a story on how trees picked, and many people plant trees to get theirs picked. Oh, there you go. That'd be pretty fucking cool to spend years growing a tree, and it ends up getting picked for the Rockefeller Center New York Christmas tree. Except it gets fucked up this year when you finally get picked. Yeah, that would suck. Actually, yeah. all your hard work goes down the drain. Um. All right, George. All right, Sam. That's all for today. Episode something. I, I said it earlier, but episode something. 
of the That Being Said podcast with the Jarjour brothers. We're going to be back tonight, actually, for those that like the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to have our post-game Seattle Seahawks podcast tonight live here at the Sports on Tap on YouTube and on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. That stands for the Sports on Tap Seattle. Um, you can find us everywhere at the Sports on Tap on all platforms. The Sports on Tap.com is where to find our site. And if you want to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, just type in at pod that. And uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, like I said, we'll be back tonight for a post Seattle game. And we'll be back on Sunday night after the NFL weekend. Sounds great, my man. They say we're the best brothers in sports. And George, this is the Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.